This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode number 14. I'm P.F. Wilson, the content director for Cincy Shirts and our sibling site, OldSchoolShirts.com. Today on our show, Scott Sloan from the big one, WLW. Bill has essentially become his character, you know, that screaming maniac. And I sit in the office, he goes, well, that sounded pretty good. So, uh, where do you see yourself five years of anywhere, young man? And I go, well, I think, hold on. Sag, man, there's food coming. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. There's cake. And he's running down the hall. I'm like, looking around in this office, and he just disappears. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Scott Sloan does the middays on News Radio 700 WLW here in Cincinnati. He's been with the station for several years after working in a few markets uh, in the Midwest, in addition to Cincinnati, uh, Toledo, Youngstown, Milwaukee. He talks about growing up in Buffalo and Youngstown and listening to the Reds as a kid and becoming a fan uh, because he listened to the games over the radio with his dad. Uh, He also talks about being a stay-at-home dad and how he finally got hired on at WLW. So let's do it. Let's talk to Sloaney. Cincinnati. All right, so how are you, laddie? <laughs> Good, busy, tired, old. Boy, we got old fast. Man, <laughs> man, oh man. Have you been to BG? I haven't been back in probably... They had me back to speak, I think, maybe eight years ago. Oh, wow. I still didn't recognize the we, campus. Yeah, we were up. Um, we took my daughter, Hannah, on a... Uh, no, my daughter's name, too. How about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Named for, indirectly named for Hannah Hall. Oh. Because Funny. my wife's air name on BGU was... Uh, let me turn this down. Okay. was uh, Hannah O'Hara. Okay. And she took the Hannah from Hannah Hall. Oh, I love it. And O'Hara because she liked things that are Irish. Right. Except for me, oddly. <laughs> But, uh, That's but, good. Uh, so you married your falcon sweetheart too. Married your falcon I flame as did I. So I met her April 26, 1985, wow. on the fourth floor of South Hall in okay. the old building, which is now, now the, the new, new building. building. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. And she was just a visiting. Her brother was doing the punk rock okay. show with Val Tacosic. I remember. Oh about. my god, he's probably still there. I maybe. And uh, he's one of those guys when you're there at school, or so there's that one guy or two guys. He's, been he's like 37 years yeah, old, yeah. hanging out with freshmen doing a radio show. Like, yep, he's just like a professional student. I think. I think he was, yeah. And that's how I met her. She's up visiting her brother, and uh, she has not forgiven him. Good since. for you, yeah, yeah. yeah, great. That's that's like my sister, my my wife Michelle. She was uh, BGRNO radio. News, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. At, at South or West Hall, West which Hall. is now defunct now. So. Yep. Yeah, that's just crazy. Now it's all back. And last time I was up there, it's funny because I went uh, into um, West Hall. And they had like a little museum set up with, you know, the artifacts. It's like, crap, that was brand new when I started here. That know, really right? made me feel yeah, old going, yeah. wow, that's a real to real machine that I used. Oh, hell. Patty used to sit there and the, how the, you know, the booth in West Hall would face out into the hallway and yeah. directly across from where the auditorium right, would land. Right, right, right. So she would sit there and pretend to talk about people on the air, even though she had a record playing. So good. Yeah. One of the gags she would play. So That's good stuff. Yeah, yep. I miss those days. So There's no I, pressure then. Now, you were, uh, my friend Laura knew you. Uh, Laura Stepansic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she was from Buffalo, and she yeah. told me you were from Buffalo. Right. So how did you wind up at BGS? Well, we, um, so kind of long story, my dad was in the steel industry. This was in Buffalo, and so everything started closing up in the late 70s, early 80s. And so I was like, okay, you moved to Gadsdown, Alabama, or Youngstown, Ohio. So we chose yeah. Youngstown because it was closer, which probably Gadsden would have been better. But nonetheless, yeah, yeah. I went there, senior high school, so it was horrible for your self-esteem anyway, <laughs> when you're a fat, curly-headed you know, geek. And so I, I went to BG after that for their broadcasting program. I didn't know uh-huh. what I wanted to do for a living. And mathematics is super down low on my list. <laughs> and uh, so back then you didn't need any math. So I said, I must be a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. That's the, one of the reasons that's I... That's the uh, problem, right? Yeah. My dad's whole family from Youngstown. Oh, really? Liberty Township. Liberty Township, yeah. So absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so glad we're here. I would rather be in Cincinnati than anywhere else. Yeah. So I love the town. Gets a bad not rat, but, you know, you've lived elsewhere. You've seen other places. Right, right. So. Since he's awesome. So. Well, that's the thing we, we want to have you in because as someone who's lived other, you and I are transplants, and even Darren sort of, because you're from near Canton. Mm-hmm. So okay. We're all kind of transplants, and yeah. we want to get your 
sort of your opinion and your impression of the Absolutely. community. You've been coming yeah. down here for years. You were you subbed on LW for yeah, a long for, time before um, you got the permanent Yeah, gig. from like 2000. Yeah, I did weekends, and then the night guy got fired, so I was doing nights from up there for about a year, and then they're like, okay, you got to move down here, and that was, shoot, almost uh, 18 years ago, okay. 19, almost two decades. So. Well, let's go back a little bit. When you showed up at, uh, I think you were a year or two ahead of me at BG. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you show up, and, and you decide, there's two stations. Right. The rock station's the AM carrier. Yeah. The uh, FM is the alternative, right. mostly alternative. Right, right, right. And then, so how did how did you did you decide when you got there you wanted to be involved? Well, it's, in it's weird because I get in and I, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and it's the funniest thing because I thought, okay, well maybe I'll run a TV camera or something like that. I don't know, whatever. And I met a guy, and he happened to belong to. He had the logo on his door. I forget what it was exactly, but the same kind of club in high school I was in. I stopped to talk to him, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I did this, this. I'm on doing a radio show." I'm like, "Oh, that sounds kind of cool." He had to come up and sit in one time. So I came up and did a couple of stupid voices or something like that. And he's like, man, you, you know what? You got to you know, seriously think about you know joining. I'm like, yeah, oh, cool. I did it. And then, you know, he's out of the business long since. And I, oh. I've been in sucked in because I'm too dumb to do anything else yes. for all these years. So, yeah, it's kind of a funny story. It was just total coincidence. Never intended for this to happen. And, you know, it's like anything else in life. No one here, Darren, you guys never said it. said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open a wacky shirt place in Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. just it's stuff happens, you know, plan. It just, just occurs. So. Exactly. Boy, yeah, Dr. Nice. Trouth and R.K. Clark could see us now. All right, now what happened to R.K.? Did R.K. die? R- we I... lost R.K. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Because I was looking ago. for his old bit, and I'm like, I just... Yeah, yeah. Huh. And, uh, yeah, and Dr. Mel Cody and, and Malachi Topping and Malachi's all the great. Oh, Malachi was, yeah. 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 But uh, R.K. was a piece of work, though. Yeah. He's the kind of guy to just get high with everybody. He seriously <laughs> would. He, he was would, so He awesome. would come to all the radio parties. Oh, my God. Uh, sometimes the two stations would party together. Yeah, and other yeah. Sometimes yeah. they'd be separate. Yeah. It was really weird. But he would, if there was a party, RK was there. Right. Oh, yeah. He'd show up, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was back in the now today. I mean, you can imagine a professor. No. No, had a department doing something like that. But, yeah, we went oh, to some yeah, junket. Me and him drove to Columbus, and I remember that was a good time. I always meant to – last time I saw him was actually – I think we did a uh, – went back for a little reunion maybe 10 or 12 years ago when he was there. So, yeah, he's a good man. Good guy. Yeah. It was weird, too, the setup we had at BG, and I didn't realize this until much later in the game. A lot of people went over and worked at FAL, too, and I, I think uh-huh. I probably should have done that because FAL was more for peop- for professional broadcast. Yeah, it was like commercial and, yeah. you know, versus public radio, and we had the both, best of both worlds there exactly. because we had, you know, the college station, FAL, was, was, you know, I don't know how many awards you could win in college, but and then BG, you know, you, and you weren't even like, I was in college, you weren't like the NPR type. It was, no, you guys had played diverse shows. And it was, it was mostly and I actually rock, worked there yeah. one summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mostly rock and then like jazz overnight. And <laughs> yeah, you do. And then, then there yeah, maybe yeah, a couple but, talks, you know, the typical college, hey, every show's different thing. Whereas we yeah. had a format and album rock. And, yeah. But it was cool because you got exposed to both worlds. So. Yeah. And then once you guys got on the cable, that really helped that day <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, that was all running. You can listen there to us on go. cable. Yeah. Remember listening off campus going, yeah, we're almost like a broadcaster. Man. Yeah. So uh, did you have any notion of going into talk radio or what was the Well, you know what's funny? When I was in music radio, and I, so I started um, another guy from BG and I did a morning show. Mark Ryan. Mark Ryan, Rhino. Yeah. And we sent all these tapes out back in the day to resumes and a friend of a friend. And we got so we got a job right out of Milwaukee out of college. Um, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And it was a learning experience because it was a train wreck and we got fired after 18 months. <laughs> but um, up there, I was exposed to back in the day, WLUP in Chicago, which was a kind of uh, a before uh, ahead of its time. There's an FM and the AM. The AM did just there's Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer and Jonathan Brandmeyer, Kevin Matthews, all these guys that are you know essentially legends now in the industry. But they did this wacky talk format where it was just totally ad libbed and they made fun of each other. And I thought, man, if I ever want to work and talk, that would be awesome. And then years later, you know, talk, it became a little, I was doing like a little conservative talk, which I hated. And then this is, I guess, as close LW is to that is because it's can be serious, but it's also the antithesis of, you know, what, what 55 KRC would be or your typical Rush Limbaugh station because we make fun of stuff. Like, at least I yeah. do. So, yeah, it was kind of like this whole whole reversal. Yeah, I never really planned on it. I said, this is probably the last thing I want to do in radio. After this, I'll drive a gravel truck. Huh. That's, wow. a, that's next on the list. So I know uh, Rhino ended up being a PD at a Christian station. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. did. And then um, and then he got screwed like everybody else in radio does at some point. And he said, you know, I'm out. And now he's I just saw him not too long ago. He's actually doing really well. He's in sales and, you know, doing doing oh, a, like cool. a traveling salesman kind of guy. But 
Yeah, he says it's different, but it's a lot, lot less BS. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, too much and BS. So what happened to you after that? After the Milwaukee? Experience? Uh so we went to a couple markets, and then actually it was like we went to the station. You could see the smoke on the horizon, like that's not going to be around long. And it was a time of turmoil when there was a lot of acquisitions in radio, and we worked for mom and pop, and it was those, hey, here's your check, but don't cash it till Tuesday. Right. <laughs> and uh, my wife, got a check. yeah, we we had moved, yeah, we moved back to Youngstown, oddly, oddly because we yeah. wanted my wife and I want to have a baby, and my parents live there. So we did that, and we're like, eh, okay, he's coming along, and now the station's not looking good. So long story short, I decided it was difficult to head in different directions. And uh, on the day that uh, was my last day, it turns out that they announced they were sold, and then like two weeks later, everybody got fired. So my wife actually took a job in TV, uh, news director at, a, at the NBC affiliate in Toledo. Uh, to expand their operation oh, to like a couple okay. hundred. I said, you know what? I need some time out. I spent about six, seven months at home with my, my then son, who's now 23. And uh, it was great, you know, just decompressing and getting out of the business for a while. And then they sucked me back in. So that's when I then thereafter started to talk and then eventually LW. So, wow. so yeah, it was cool. How'd you get back into... Like, the, did you uh, uh, go to the station and say, hey, I'd like to do a show? Or did they no, 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 no. I was totally like, you know, um, just laying low, right? And all of a sudden, a couple of people called. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested in that. Had lunch with some people because they heard I was back in town. And then had an opportunity to be there looking for a program director at the Classic Rock Station and wanted a personality afternoon show. So I went up, I'm like, okay, I've never done that before. And the money was good. I'm like, you know, got to go back to work sometime. And I was debating whether or not to do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like being a stay-at-home dad and napping all afternoon, which is oh, awesome. Yeah. It's like, dude, this is great. Living Best nap dream. ever. He sleeps on your chest. It's yeah. like, oh, man, it's a, this rocks. I have no responsibility whatsoever. Clean up. And by the way, the stay-at-home mom thing, very overrated. I had everything done in two days. The rest of the other five days, I was jerking around doing nothing. It was fantastic. Nice. Very overrated. So easy. So easy. I didn't have the Lululemon uh, yoga classes and all that. I just stayed home and we party. So anyway, we got um, we got to doing that. And uh, the phone rang and it was an offer. I'm like, I don't know. And my son took his first steps, you know, and I think it was how early it was. I'm like, okay, that's a, <laughs> that's a sign. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I saw that. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll go back to it. And then went there and then the station was doing, we killed it. And then the owners were stealing money. So that went south in a oh, hurry. Man. And then I went across the street and was filling in. And finally, a buddy of mine, Mike Wheeler up in Toledo, he's like, well, we want you to try talk. I said, all right, I'll try sports talk. And I'm not a sports guy. So it was basically this kind of a parody of a sports show in a sense because I didn't, you know, I'm not an X's and O's guy. I don't, I like sports, but I don't, I can't tell you batting averages. And so it developed in this character. And then that led to, at the time, Gary Burbank's show was syndicated. Yes. And we were running it in Toledo. And oh, yeah. PF, you were on, uh, were a writer I used, for him, right? right? for Gary, yeah. And um, it was launched nationally and uh, it didn't work out in some markets, I guess. And Toledo was one of them. And they moved me to afternoon. So I took over oh, for okay. Burbank's slot and... Then after that, LW came into play. So okay, cool. Yeah. And then you, you came down here and started subbing, right? Was yeah. That- well, I was doing it up there. I was doing it uh, because you know technology allows you to oh, do it okay, from anywhere, yeah. and um, I was doing it from up there weekends, just you know, because I just started the business. I'm like, this is cool. I'm in the fooled me. Make a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the kid, right? Yeah. And then their night guy, something happened. He pissed some people off, and he got fired. And they're like, okay, thinking he'd fill in, and then it led to, hey, would you be interested in doing LW? And I said, well, at the time, my kid was going to school, and it's like, eh, I don't know if I want to move down there. And so, long story short, and it was the second time they actually offered me a job there, but this time I took it. The first time was Cunningham, and you know Bill Cunningham. Yes. This is a great story. So, he sits there, and he's, this was, I don't know, maybe three or four years before this whole thing had happened. And Tony Bender, who was then the program director at our sister station, 55KRC, uh, was uh, going back and forth between Cincinnati and Toledo because they'd fired our program director. And that's how I got to know the Cincinnati guys through Tony. And so, he's like, yeah, come down and, you know, whatever, fill in. So, I'm doing midday because McConnell then was doing five hours and they only want, you know, three hour talk. Yeah. So it's too much. We need somebody to fill those two hours. So I auditioned a couple of days and they're like, had, like what I had. To, I don't remember what I did. But anyway, I come in and Bill Cunningham at the time was the operations manager. Now, if you listen to Bill's show, Bill has essentially become his character. Yeah. You know, that screaming maniac. So I didn't know anything about this. I'm up in Toledo. You know, there's that Mason-Dixon line in Ohio, which is about Columbus. And I sit in the office. He goes, well, that sounded pretty good. So uh, where do you see yourself five years of anywhere, young man? And I go, well, I think, hold on. Sad man, there's food coming. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. There's cake. And he's running down the hall. I'm like looking around in this office. and He just disappears. I'm like, that's kind of weird. So he comes back. 
And uh, Mr. ADHD sits back down. All right, where were we? He's eating cake. There's crumbs file. We want some cake. I'm like, I'm good. Just watching you is making me ill. <laughs> and he sits down. He goes, all right, we're talking about this. Now, what would it take for you to come down here? Where, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I think when I want to, hold on just a second. There's the seg man. And he's running down the hall chasing Johnny Bench or whoever it was. I'm like, and, and then finally, you go, like, I'm sitting there for like 20 minutes. I'm like, I just get up and leave. And then he calls me later. He goes, well, we were talking before, before I was interrupted with important programming matters. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm not working for you. You're a lunatic. <laughs> and, and you could tell he was crushed because nobody turns them down. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't know what the opportunity was. I'm like, seriously, I'm going to work for this this idiot? There's no way in hell. And then a couple of years later, the, a real manager called me. Right. And, yeah. So Had to play hard to I get. thought it was, honestly, I thought it was like getting punked or something like that. I was waiting for Ashton Kutcher to walk out from behind a couch or something. So, yeah. it's, so it's not a character. No, he's really an asshole. Yes, he's, <laughs> no, no, he's a good guy. We all, and the funny thing is, we all get along tremendously well there. That's the uh, impression spot the on. Thing. I yes. know. That's, yes. That's, wow. I'm a great American. <laughs> you were uh, talking about not getting paid before at stations, and uh, I worked for a station in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, a suburb of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and it was uh, owned by a guy. He had an oldies format going, and uh, a, the guy that ended up hiring me said, you should do alternative rock because no one else is doing it in the market. The FM station closed up. Right, right. So I, guess, oh, I got nothing to lose. So he did that. But And I was the only guy hired that wasn't from the University of Pittsburgh. I just mm-hmm. walked in and said, I'd like to do this. And the guy hired me, sure. my, my friend Bree Freeman. Anyway, the funny thing about this is is that the guy that owned the station and didn't pay us was a shop steward for a, the local grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and if we, hey, can we ever get paid? And he's like, if you needed a couple bucks, he'd give it. But yeah, it was it was a volunteer situation, even though he was that a shop steward. You didn't know that you yeah. Oh, oh my God, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's the thing is we get nailed. I heart media and a big thing with Sinclair now. And it's like, I haven't worked in both environments. At least I know what I'm getting with corporate America in a sense that, you know, you've got benefits, your check's yeah. going to, it's like, okay. And I've worked for places like you have before. It's uh, the one that failed in Toledo. It's like with the general manager was skimming money left and right. Yeah. And because they were making big, you know, they were, they were killing it. And uh, he was, he'd like, uh, some, there's something in the industry called trade, you know, familiar with trade. Yeah, well. yeah. Basically, we run ads. And then they give us, like, you guys give us free merchandise in exchange for the ads. It's trade. But he'd do this thing where he'd go eat at a restaurant on trade, take the receipt, and then turn that and get cash. Ah, This guy had all, like, all these tricks going on. He was just stealing them, right? (laughs) So, you know, you can't compete with that. And so they had to fire the morning show, which was number one, and this whole thing went downhill. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, well, you don't have health benefits. You don't have this or that. It's it's much cleaner this way. So are you constantly, like, walking on eggshells thinking that maybe – Hey, someone's going to come in any second now and fire me just like... Yeah, probably could, but you know, I think you come to a point in life, it's like, you know, it's just that that happens to everybody at some point. I've been fired a, a few times, and, you know, I don't think you get better unless you learn that, too. Yeah. You know? And then there's also this thing, I think you're better when you don't care as much. It's like, yeah, it'll happen, but I got, like, three other things I'm doing, so... Say, once that fear is gone, then you can probably Yeah, you, and you're, you're more loose, you right? I mean, up. because the worst was when I was starting out, and I was a sole breadwinner, my wife was some of the kids, like, man, there's a lot of pressure on and you want to, you know, but now it's like, eh, well, it happens. A key card doesn't work. I'll go home, go back to bed, figure out what I'm going to do next. <laughs> and get a, get a good you, night's sleep, you just so. don't know because even the station is doing well. Yeah. Someone could come in and totally. say, you know, religious people could come in by the station or someone wants, absolutely. Guy wants, like, wants country music. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or yeah, stuff. especially, you know, with us. Now, fortunately, you know, we make the company a lot of money, so that, that's gone. But, you know, we're going through bankruptcy, which we're just reorganization, which is pretty common. But, yeah, you know, you, I don't think you're looking over your shoulder. But at the same time, it's, I think it's just this present this present constant, this noise, this drone that's in the back going, it's there, but, you know, you can't really think about it. I guess it's not to, you know, elevate ourselves here, but, you know, it's probably like a, uh, an athlete, you know, if uh, Billy Hamilton's struggling at the plate, you know, he's O for whatever. It's got to be in the back of your mind, like, man, I could get sent to the minors, I'm going to get traded, released, whatever it might be. Yeah, one bad run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're as, as good as your last uh, at bat, I guess, but that's true anywhere these days. It's funny because all these years in, in radio, my family members would be like, what are you doing? It's such a, especially when you go through that phase of learning and trying to find your voice and getting fired and making mistakes and stuff like that. It's like, well, why don't you just get a real job? And now the rest of the world has become what radio has been for years is transient. People are moving. They're listening to a job in a heartbeat. It's essentially, yeah, well, I've been doing this for, you know, 30 years. The rest of the world's just catching up to it. So were you a radio guy growing up? Because we had Malager in here a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about how he used to listen to the baseball games and all the distant radio stations. I thought, there's someone else like me that did that? Yeah, I had. It's weird because growing up in Buffalo, and people ask me, and this came out on opening day, is, you know, what's your favorite baseball team growing up as a kid? I said, the Reds. Like, wait a minute. No, seriously, my dad, we'd watch that Saturday game of the week back in the day on NBC when you can only get one game a week. And growing up in Western New York, you're a Yankees fan. And then when I was a kid, the Blue Jays, you know, got there, uh, became a team. 
but nobody's really following them because they're terrible. Right, yeah, long so time I was kind of like a Yankees fan, but then we started getting really into the Big Red Machine. And I remember like being in the car and he, you know, it's like, you can hear the station out of Cincinnati at night and they carry the games and it's LW. And here it is, you know, 3,000 years later and I'm working on the radio station that carries the same, just, it's just like always. I mean, I probably didn't know it was Marty Brenneman at the time, but yeah. it was Marty Brenneman. Wow. And uh, now I know him. He's a good friend. And it's just, just crazy how life goes. Yeah. Crazy. And I'm sitting talking to you when we went to college together. Exactly. Crazy. It's nuts. And, and we're doing this podcast nonsense. Yeah. That it's a, they could listen to Bowling Green. Been... This is crazy. Exactly. <laughs> who, who knew that who this, knew? this was a possibility? It's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Grown men really should not. You think about this. And uh, I think about this quite often. And maybe this is why I like doing remodeling and all that other stuff. Because it's it's more quantifiable than what I do. But I sit, I'm a grown-ass man. And I sit in a room and I talk to myself for three hours. Having no idea that... <laughs> If the signal's on, I mean, somebody could transmit. I have no idea. I just sit there and talk for three hours in an empty room. And if you think about it, it's the most bizarre thing ever. I mean, how do you make a living doing that? It's insane. It's just not right. So That's what's wrong with America, me. Mo was saying that, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's tough to get the phones, you know, to ring or to get, get a topic going. And he goes, you can always go pull Marvin Lewis off the shelf. Anytime <laughs> at least dance Marvin Anytime Lewis. Anytime of year. Right. It'll, even the middle of the summer, and people will have their opinions. Yeah. Uh, so do you have that problem in coming up with the topics or subjects? You know what's good? funny? I was, I always, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I heard this old adage a long time ago about people go, ah, oh, it must be easy to show up three hours and talk for a living. And oh, so, you know, it's kind of like the ballet, you know, it's like you, if you... If you sit up front, you see them sweating and the muscles. And But if you sit in the back, it's graceful and looks like they're not doing anything. I think it's the same thing. You really, I tend to over-prepare and get things going on as much as I joke about just showing up and winging it. But I, th- I think the best stuff just comes when it's slow. And you know, I don't really rely on calls as much as maybe some other shows do. And it's not a good indication because I think it, I heard a stat like half of 1% of the audience may ever call in yeah, at any one yeah, time. So it's not a good barometer for what you're doing content-wise. But you know, number one, it's got to be about you. It's got to be entertaining to some degree. And I've got a weird line because Bill is so over the top. Yeah. And then McConnell is the news. So I have to be that transition. So everything at LW, believe it or not, is kind of designed to, as you notice, throughout the day we go from news and then eventually we're sports, you know. And yeah. so it's a little bit, you know, it's not as, um, I mean, back in the day when Gary used to do it, you know, it was all scripted comedy and you guys had come up with. But, man, talk about an era gone by, right? Oh, man. I mean, you had got how many guys working on that show back then? Uh, well, it, full-time people, Gary, of course, and Doc. And then uh, Rob Irvin, mm-hmm. uh, and then another Duke, BG guy, another BG guy, right? That that's how I got the gig. Oh yeah, I'm sure you did, right? You I Rob. was yeah, wandering yeah, around yeah. there. I had yeah. the idea of doing an entertainment radio show for 1360, uh-huh. and the guy said, "Yeah, that's a great idea. You <laughs> you give us five thousand dollars, <laughs> right?" And like, wait, what? what? Yeah, you I got some advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, what are you nuts? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I'm walking out of that meeting dejected, and there's Rob Irvin. Yeah, hey, PF. And so uh, you want to write for our show? And I'm like. <laughs> Okay. Sounds just like him. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did that. Yeah, he's out of the business too. He's uh, what's he doing? Pharmaceuticals. Oh, well, he's making money. In uh, works in a hospital in Hamilton. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but he pulled me into that, and yeah, an afternoon comedy radio show. I, I don't think we'll ever have that ever again. No, you won't, because well, it's. I mean, you just mentioned what four people are full time. Like we, you know, it's me and my part time producer, basically. You know, now, but that's the nature of the business. So it's become so fractionalized, you can't. We're not broadcasting anymore. We're dealing with a podcast like you guys exactly, do as well. Yeah. And, and it's a cool era because, you know, you really find out how good your chops are, too, because there's so much more competition. Yeah. So what year do you end up at Cincinnati? Um, let's see. I was working at LW in, um, this would have been, when, 2000? Okay. but And you'd been here just a few times before? Did you like... Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like I said, you know, there's that line. If you live up north, Cincinnati's kind of like, you know, there's just that weird... There's something about Ohio where there's... Anything north of Columbus is Cleveland. I think south is Cincinnati. And yep. having gone to Bowling Green and lived in Youngstown and had friends from Cleveland, it was more of the Cleveland thing. But I, I, I prefer Cincinnati way more than anywhere else. I mean, I still have relatives in western New York, go back to visit and go, oh, it's great to visit, but I don't want to live here. And there's something inherent about Cincinnati that draws you. And I think this is true about any town I've lived in, is if you've lived here your whole life, you tend to look down on the city. And then when you move around and you see other places, you go, you know what, this is pretty good. We've got it good. The quality of life is good. The transportation access. It's a major league town. We have access to those things. You've got world-class arts here. You know, um, People talk about, hey, Cincinnati. And they talk not about the Reds and Bengals, who are generally terrible, but they'll go, wow, yeah, you've got the Aronoff. You've got Performing Arts Center. You've got all these these gems here, uh, the Museum Center. And, and it's cool to get that feedback You know that we're no more known than just the Big Red Machine or yeah, the, yeah. the Bengals were, were known about all these things. And yeah, to live there and then to see the rebirth of downtown, which I'm sure you guys is a reason why your shop's down in OTR is because it's, it's where it's happening. And I love going down there uh, every few weeks just to see what's new. 
it's incredible. It really is. And so, and that may surprise you. I mean, you guys have been around here long enough to know that the dark days back in 2000 when you had maybe two bars down there and buying. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, closed yeah. up and that was yep. it. And it's like you got a better chance of getting shot than, than anything else. Rent but now you go down there. Yeah, yeah. Now you go down there. It's like, pick, you know, where do you want to go? You go to Pendleton. You got the casino. You've got uh, Gateway. You've got the banks. And so it yeah. is awesome now to bring people from out of town and show them. And they go, holy crap, I had no idea Cincinnati. That was nice. And we're finally starting to get that recognition, I think, nationally, too. It's good. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, it's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of a, a southern city in a way, but it's also kind of a Midwestern city. No doubt. Yeah, so that kind of, I think, helps the, the culture, too. What, mm-hmm. So your opinion on Cincinnati chili? Um, so here's the thing. Being Italian, I had great reservations about eating chili on top of macaroni. And it's macaroni, right? Yep. And then once you get over that hang-up and you do it, you're like, that's pretty good. So I'll get some, like, golds. My, my favorite jam right now, I'm telling you, I'm not a vegan. I'm a devout meat eater, bacon, all I love all that stuff. But their vegetarian chili is on point. Really? It is so good. I'm wow. telling you, I should have brought some. I'll have to try it. <laughs> I had some today, as a matter of fact. They brought some in. No, but it tastes like, like even if you're a vegan, he's uh, chili Rick, the guy. It's like, yeah, vegans complain because they think it's real meat, and it's not. So mm. it's it, So that's the best thing going right now. I really I like that. But I like a good burrito, too. I have chili probably since he chili maybe once or twice a week. Probably. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with it. You guys? Yeah. Um, they uh, had to open a skyline in Cleveland. And my wife had lived down here for a while with her sister and moved back to Cleveland. She goes, oh, i got to take you to this. In fact, there was actually a Cincinnati chili place in Darrow Hall at BG. It was, I think it was called Zinzi, Zins. You know what? You're right about that. And I ate it, and I was like, this guy's this like is, the rain man. Of this is this is oh, yeah. unbelievable. That's how I got the gig. Man. Holy crap. I yeah, I figured you're right about that. This is our that. internal C-3PO. Because <laughs> yeah, right? then I didn't know you're right, and it was. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything it about it. It was terrible. I'm sure And uh, yeah, I thought, this is awful. And then I didn't think anything about it. And then uh, oh, Patty took me to Skyline. Yeah. I'm like, this is all right. And uh, then when I got down here, I became obsessed. And right. now she's kind of cooled on it. She's yeah. kind of like, ah, I don't like it so much anymore, which yeah. is weird, but yeah. That's weird. I get a bowl of chili with onions and like a Greek salad. And a Greek salad's money. Yeah. And that's, you know, I love it. It's yeah. perfect. And you got to have like a couple bowls of crackers. And then occasionally you yeah. throw in like a, you know, three-way or something like that or chili, you know, cheese cone. Yeah. But Why? yeah, there it is, baby. Yeah, where else in Cincinnati line. would there be a riot and a revolution over them changing the cracker manufacturer, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, Only in was... Cincinnati would they get pissed off about things I'm like this is this town. Is great. About that. That's about a year ago. It's like a it? war, right? It's like we're gonna go to battle over the over the crackers changing. This is different. Hey, well, the, they switched them back real quick, they, though. <laughs> they figured they that recipe out in a hurry. That's the best, though. I, I was at the Coca-Cola Museum over the weekend, uh-huh. and they have a little thing about new Coke. And they're upfront about it. They said, hey, they thought it was going to be a great idea. It did great in taste test. And then, like, within three months, they brought back old Coke yeah. and quietly retired new Coke. Yeah, we had but new they're, Coke they're honest uh, about it. They don't try to Coke. hide it. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the greatest screw-ups of all time as <laughs> yeah. well, too. Oh, what about the time when they took the cocaine out of Coke? Oh, bummer. Yeah, I wish the old days. Sometimes, you know, the old days were actually really good. (laughs) (laughs) When you could buy heroin at the drugstore, for God's sakes. There you go. Those are good old days. So what else surprised you about Cincinnati that it was kind of different from Buffalo and Youngstown and uh, the northern part of the state? Uh, Well, probably the weather. We've got the dumbest-ass weather in America here where it's like today 75 degrees and tomorrow will be 35 below zero. There'll be tornado warnings. Then we'll have snow. Then the next day will be a locust attack. Then it'll go up to 85 degrees. And it's like we're in a constant state of my sinuses never bothered me. Within a year of moving here, I had to have nasal polyp surgery. And I went to my doctor. to I lost my sense of taste. I couldn't smell anything. I thought it was allergies because I have seasonal allergies. October, November rolls around I'm like, okay, well, we're past the frost here and I still can't smell or taste anything. So I go in thinking the worst, of course. The doctor's like, yeah, we got to get you a polymectomy. I go, what? Apparently I had polyps in my sinuses that grew because of the, all of the, the crazy. Little, he says, dude, best kept shot. secret, best yep. kept secret in Cincinnati is like, if you're a uh, ear, nose, throat guy, you're making bank in the city. Because oh, yeah. I got a line around the door. And they had to go up there and snake everything out like a drain. And, and you know, I remember being on the couch and my wife feeding me Oxycontin like Pez just to <laughs> shut me the hell up, I think. For, and I remember it was like the lost week. I remember waking up at 3 in the morning one night and watching Witness with uh, Harrison Ford at 4 o'clock in the morning at HBO 7. And I don't remember anything else the rest of the week. Like I had the surgery on Monday. I, I woke up on two Tuesdays later. She was wow. just drugging me to death. It was like a movie. Yeah, surgery so, ever. Yeah. So, but the doc, anyway, the doc said that's it. So, yeah, the weather here is insane. And there's only maybe a couple months a year. It's like, ugh, with that mugginess and stuff. But, I mean, I think other than that, the, the, the winter's pretty tempered as much as we can like. And I think being from upstate, um, uh, also yeah. the snow, the white death, yeah. is hilarious to me still to this day. Yeah. How we freak out, not because there's snow on the ground, just but because someone saw a snowflake will cause people to... 
And you, you know, oh, being yeah. from Akron, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. And I get that if you live in Atlanta or Dallas because snow is way abnormal there. But my God, we get what? 40, 50 inches of snow, or it's 40 inches of snow a year here in Cincinnati, so it's not foreign to us. Whereas if it snows in Katy, Texas, you've got problems. Right. Here, it snows every year. We just like a day off every now and then. <laughs> Come on, is that yeah, exactly. but, but you shouldn't have to snow die on the roadway just because there's <laughs> snowflakes in the air. It's crazy. It's like some memo goes out saying, all right, snowing, uh, if you have a odd-numbered license plate, you have to drive 60 miles over the speed limit. If you have an even number, you drive 60 under. If you have a blue car, and then you have to, you know, you have to leave your wipers on. This guy's got to keep his uh, his headlights on, high beams, the whole yeah. thing. And everybody's just doing their own thing, and they lose their mind on the roads, right? And, well, at least the snow melts here. Yeah, that's like, true. Where we're from, permafrost. It, it, it snows in October, and you don't see green grass again until yeah. maybe And April. it's funny, I don't know about you, is the older you get, don't you go, wow, I never... I have friends who live down in Florida, and you know, we'll go down there, we'll go down a few weeks, and it's like, I don't, know, like, I don't know if I can handle the sun all the time. And the older I get, I'm like, wow, this is kind of nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's already planned out. Yeah. Uh, old, old school shirts, Flagler. I'm right? claiming my territory <laughs> right now. I man. miss, but I would, I think I would miss the change. I miss Christmas. I think Christmas should be, it should be cold and snowy. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like winter for about two or three months. I'm good until after New Year's Day, and then, and then you want it to be on? spring again. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yesterday was killer, though, with the, uh, man, 30, well, the opening day parade. I guess I shouldn't date the podcast, but uh, no, maybe, it's fine. Maybe we'll edit this out. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we were all, all, all set to get out for the parade and everything. Then right. you walk outside and it's thirty-five degrees. It's just like, what the heck? Yeah, tomorrow's seventy, and ah, uh, yeah, that's it's the, just. Uh, and the thing is, it's like every opening day, and I've been to so many of these things because we do the show down there. But ever since we moved it to four o'clock, or uh, they moved it to four o'clock, I should say, it's like, man, I don't know if I want to sit around for five hours because. Bad things happen in a bar for five hours when you have an <laughs> idle time, and then I got to sit out in the rain and the cold for another three or four hours. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think I just want to go home and listen to it on the radio and take a nap, which is what I did. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's always cold on opening day, it seems. Yeah, there was. I remember one year sitting at, I think GABP may have opened the second or third year, and we were sitting in a group of us were sitting up in the moon deck, and it was so warm you could actually sit there in a t shirt. Oh, wow. Yeah, but oh. that's like. That's an anomaly. Usually it's like it was. So. We've only been to one opening day. It was the first day of Great American Ballpark, and it was about 60. So it was a warmer opening Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, you know, uh, you get down there. and But it's such an event. I mean, that's the cool thing about Cincinnati is my first opening day, I went there, and there was still in Toledo driving down. And they're like, you're going to be at the plaza with Cunningham and these guys and everybody. And, you know, I had no idea opening day was that big in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. There were literally thousands of people on the mezzanine level there just watching the show and the antics and I was just blown away, but yeah. the, 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 it literally is a city vacation. It's our our Mardi Gras, and uh, such yeah. a special thing too. And that's why I kind of was a little upset this year with the way things landed on the calendar. I mean, I get it with the Finley Market Parade, yeah, and all that, yeah. But how often does that happen? So yeah, like I don't think any other city has an opening day parade. Well, as Mo Egger told me, who I knew was on the show, he said, "Yeah, most most uh, baseball city, good baseball cities, have their parade in October." <laughs> what a great line right it's true, yeah, it's true. true. We, uh, we celebrate opening when when expectations are high after that that's there's a, no more parade. that's a great idea mm-hmm. wow did, did it surprise you what a baseball town this was that's the thing i noticed is that growing up you know the bengals browns rivalry was almost as strong as the brown steelers rivalry but i realized until i got here i'm like oh this is more of a baseball town it is a baseball town yeah, yeah. well you know i mean you think about it birthplace of professional baseball yeah um opening well, this is the 99th finley Mar- finley market opening day parade and so you have this great tradition and and being german you know that whole teutonic thing and you have that lineage and that history and i think that's that's baseball right i mean baseball is and we have these great institutions in cincinnati that have established them and if you it's like any town and you go outside and you look at them people strange will come here and go i don't get this you know you hear about the chili all the time but if you're cincinnati and you're passionate about it it's like i get that you come from a different town and you have no idea why this is why, why do people like this so much because this isn't chili. If you come from Texas, that's not chili. But here in Cincinnati, that's that's our tradition. You know, we will, and we'll fight to the death over that. We'll fight to the death over La Rosa's and Graders and Montgomery Inn oh, yeah. and Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame and all those things. Right? Whether we're right or wrong, that's we're defensive about that. And then you've got the fifty-two neighborhoods too, and we're this. It's this very parochial thing. I mean, east and west, right? It's like as an east sider, I'm not allowed to even go anywhere to the west of I-75, otherwise I get arrested. And even if I did, I'd get lost because it's damn near impossible to get around on the west side. Yeah. And then you have these different neighborhoods too, and not all 52 are different, but 
you have that kind of parochialism that goes on, you know, Catholic versus private school or Catholic school versus public school and Xavier and UC. And it's just so many layers of that in Cincinnati. It's amazing. Yeah. It's uh, like the West Side is like another planet to me. It really is. Literally. I don't know how you get, honestly, I've driven around the West Side. It takes me, you know, I can drive anywhere. I live in Mason. I, I, I drive anywhere I want to in probably a half hour, right? West Side, you're just—it's like two tanks of gas just trying to get around. Yeah, it. I don't like know how anybody in, goes. Out. I'm driving yeah. up and down, and I was like, I have no idea where I am. No yeah, idea. At least with Cleveland and Pittsburgh, when I lived there for a while. I mean, you could go like at Pittsburgh. It's North Hill, South Hills. Yes, Cleveland, East Side, West Side. Yeah, there's a lake. You can't but go north. But there's still well, actually, Pittsburgh's almost as bad to get around in Cincinnati as far as getting to the other side of the town. Valley and all that. Yeah, yeah, getting across and then you got through, through the downtown. Rivers, but yeah. still, I think it's a little easier to navigate. I've been more couple of navigating the North Hills, even though I'd never gone there. <laughs> right. Versus the West Side of Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. which I've lived here for twenty two, three years. And still, I've probably been there maybe a dozen times. Although I will say Cleveland, if you've driven around Cleveland, like Euclid, and that, it's like there's so many one ways and it's, it's yeah. impossible to get around sometimes downtown there. Yeah. And uh, the convenient thing about Cleveland downtown is West 6th Street is actually on the other side of the river. Yeah. And so it's right, West 9th. Right. Yeah. And you think, oh, the river's the dividing line. No, no, no. Nope. No, nope, sir. Not at all. Right. Nope. So every every city has its peculiarities. But uh, yeah, Cincinnati, though, as far as the um, parochialism goes, it's it's really different. I've never seen that in any other city, which is kind of cool because we take pride in where we're from. Right. Yeah, and well, the thing that people always say too about this town is the and comedian Gary Owen has this joke is that it's the only city he's ever been to uh, that where people don't ask what college you went to, but ask what high school. High school, you went right, to. right, right. Yeah. It's true, and that's that's crazy because we're, yeah. we're here talking about BG, but people would both be saying Anderson Turpin or yeah, you know, yeah, I went to Elder or X yeah. or Moeller, whatever it is, right? Yeah, or and public schools. And it's still that, and even though there's big and colleges and here. Uh, that still goes. And we get on. fired. It's a big city that people still get fired up about high school football, and they'll go watch their, you know. I mean, I graduated. I don't think I ever went to a football game ever since. But you know, people no. here love that, and it's it's cool. It's such a cool thing, and it's almost like you're almost like in a way jealous because that's not the way the rest of the world works. But here in Cincinnati, it's a tradition. You know, if you live on the West Side, you've got you grew up in the same neighborhood, you know, same friends your whole life. Now it's hard for an outsider to ever break through that. Granted, but there's something there's something so I don't know, just just organically cool about that like that's the way it used to be you know you never leave the neighborhood or the nest and you grew up in the shadows of where you were you know you, your kids grew up in the shadows where you grew up um, right and you see that on the west side a lot which is neat yeah it's interesting too because uh, like you said the neighborhoods seem they are pretty you know distinct they have hyde park and you can go just a few blocks and oh you're in this whole different yeah. place you know and oakley's yeah. a little sad but it's yeah. a little different yeah. right yeah and, yeah got North- avondale and it's right next to North Avondale, two <laughs> yeah. totally different. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right, where are, where are you going, Avondale? I don't know. North Avondale. Well, that's it's important to know the difference between the two. I just right. found out the other day. If you walk a block from our store in OTR, you're in Mount Auburn. I did not. Yeah, know that's that. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the TV stations and everything are. Yeah, right. Mount Auburn. As soon as the hill starts going up there. Yeah. I don't know what degree elevation it is before officially it changes, but yeah. So. When you were in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. was it like as much of a, a learning cultural curve there as it was for, or maybe probably weren't there long enough to... Yeah, we were there like two years, so yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. Plus, you're right out of college. It's like, okay, you go from Bowling Green, the Flatlands, you go to uh, another Midwestern city, and literally, Miller beer comes out of drinking fountains there. They don't even have water, and um, it was just... Trying to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and, and, you know, you're 20 something years old and you're not drinking all night. It just was a bad scene. So, yeah, but, but I mean, that same thing there. They have different, you know, the German influences uh, in Milwaukee and Cincinnati are very similar, obviously, the beer culture there, maybe a little bit bigger. And I'm glad to see finally we started catching up with craft beers and, yeah. you know, Mad Tree and Rheingeist and all that stuff, um, which is awesome because we have a bigger beer heritage, but Milwaukee gets the credit for some, probably because the bigger breweries are there. But yeah, they got the whole thing. It's the same German kind of sensibilities too. And there's entire towns, you know, probably why we're pretty good rivals there in the, in the Annals Central. But yeah, there's a lot of similarities between the two towns. I enjoyed my time. Did I, I hear the cool uh, water fountains in Milwaukee? Bubblers. Bubblers, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to talk like the, the bubbler. Well, it's like Fargo. They all have that accent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go to the bubbler. You ought to, hey? Is that really down as far as Milwaukee? Yeah, they Milwaukee pick it up was... down there, don't you know? Oh. I, uh, I Not for... as heavy, but it's yeah. few, few people Amish. Yeah, I work for a paper in Minnesota, and I know some of the comedians from up there. And, uh, yeah, they have that proper <laughs> yeah, Minnesota. Now, some of them I lose know. it when they tour around the country, and it kind of, you know, drops away. Yeah, you have to, right? Yeah, yeah. But right. uh, some of them still, like uh, Mary Mack still has it heavy. Her husband is from, uh, Tim Harmston is from Wisconsin, and he doesn't have it hardly at all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's really strange how those, uh, you know, accents kind of, you adopt them when you get to a place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Yadderhe. The Yadderhe. What, what I, I think it was just a saying, like, we say please. Uh, Yadderhe. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, but it, but that's one of those new cool, cool little nuances too. And it sounds like Fargo, I know, but yeah, it was, people would talk like that there. So that's yeah, funny. something people say here that I don't think they even know they say. They everyone takes pride in saying the please thing. Please, if yeah. those not in the know, if, if someone yeah. just heard they say a please, and said, huh? Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What'd you say? Huh? Beg your pardon. Uh, but one thing people say here that I don't think they even realize they say is the answer to any yes or no question is do what? <laughs> Are you going? To, you going to the Reds game? Do what? Right, and I've never heard that. Which is a little more part. Kentucky, I think. Right? Yeah, and it's, uh, maybe, do what now? <laughs> maybe that's what it's from. Yeah, do what? Yeah, because yeah. I never heard it in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Never heard it growing up in Cleveland. Right. I never heard it in BG or Toledo no, area. Do what? do what? Do what now? And nobody, and whenever you see all these Cincinnati E's and yeah. talk, that <laughs> right, no one ever mentions do what. Right, right. right. So. I've yeah. been seeing a lot of memes for uh, Ope, O P E, like uh, it, it was something that someone was like, "Man, yeah, you're a Midwesterner. You say Ope." Like if you, I never heard that. If no. you uh, like, like say you, you're walking into say Target or somewhere, oh, someone's I coming straight for you, and you do that little dance, you go, oop. oh, oh, <laughs> just like there. I took on oops, yeah, right? just like oops, go. just like oops. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, no, okay, no, I like, probably said that a million I I times. Exactly, but is that a, is that yeah. a Midwestern thing? Apparently, according to oh. Facebook, it is. Huh? Um, yeah, but I mean, I I don't know. So that that's some Google that and let's let's figure out what. What's up with Ope? Yeah, I think it's just a shortened version of Ope's or Ope. Yeah. Oops. Which I'm like, isn't that like a human thing? Is that not, is that not English? Would, or? Yeah. Yeah, but we've got that weird. And the funny thing is, the minute you cross the bridge into northern Kentucky, you know you're in Kentucky. Because people, there's a little accent difference. And you've studied your language. You, yeah, right? yeah. you go across the river, it's like, it's just a little bit of a more a draw. Bit. I mean, literally, from one side of the river, you can see it. Yeah. You go, um, it's crazy. I remember we had a... a our first T-shirt booth we set up because we're we're doing events all over the city, whatnot. Any any place that'll have us, we'll set up our little stand and try to sling tees. We had an event in Covington. This is the very first time Cincy shirts went across the river. Yeah, we had more than one person say Cincy shirts. Don't you guys know that's over there? Yeah, like, you know you can see the. In, Yes, we do know it's over there, but yeah. you know you're, it's the greater Cincinnati, Cincinnati area. area. But you know what? I think yeah. I could see that with Northern Kentuckians being a little bit like, you know, I'm, I'm a Kentucky. I'm I'm in the bluegrass. Yeah. And so you got a little chip on it. I could see that because, you know, you're being overshadowed by the big city, Cincinnati. And, you know, certainly on my, you know, our station, it tends to be more Ohio centric. And even you guys Cincy shirts, right? If you yeah. said NKY shirts, nobody know what the hell you're talking about. True. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I get that thing, and I wonder. I was wondering too, like people in Dayton, because we overshadow them as well. As that market continues to shrink a little bit, now someday we're all going to become one big metroplex. Maybe as ne- in the next census, they're saying we could become Dayton, Middletown, Cincinnati, which would make us a bigger city. Yeah, um, collectively, which is good for all of us here. But in that case, you know, I wonder how Dayton people feel, kind of lose their identity. You know, that's important. But back to that neighborhood thing, right? You got your own identity, and I guess that's why Northern Kentuckians, you know, we have fifty-two neighborhoods plus Northern Kentucky. I guess yeah. is the way yeah. to look well, at it, the, right? The southern side of Cincinnati. Yeah. South Cincinnati, Cincinnati South. There you go. Right, and right, what right. about poor Indiana? Oh yeah, they just get left just out of the trail. What do they got? Trailing. Skiing and Jim Scott. That's all they have. There you go. So. Uh, it's weird you say that about Dayton because we were coming up from Atlanta yesterday. We got to Lexington. It's like, oh, only we're only an hour from home now. But right. Lexington seems so far away from it Cincinnati. Does. Where it's, it's an hour and a half, it's right? Barely farther than Dayton, hmm. and Dayton seems so close. Yeah. 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 Or Columbus so, in the other direction. That's true. Same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I in Mason, I could. And I'm a big hockey fan, so I go to a Jackets game. I could be there in probably an hour, ten minutes. And but I think it's like a whole probably because it's the worst drive in a Yeah, there's, there's nothing. nothing. It's terrible. Yeah. Right, we've got all this development between here and Middletown and Dayton. It's like you could drive, get off any exit. You go from just south of Lebanon all the way up to Grove City, and if you don't have gas, you blow a tire, you're going to die by the side of the road. <laughs> They'll find a skeleton there. Say for maybe the, uh, the the outlet centers, which Just I don't look, understand how the hell they're making any money. I know, there. but right? there's no development. I think that's yeah. what they banked on because they saw 75. Well, that's overgrown. We'll develop between Cincinnati and Columbus. For uh, life of me, I can't figure out why. Literally, not one stick of development has occurred north of Wilmington. It's really weird. And it's really strange. One of the outlets is doing really well, and the other one is like an RV place now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, we built two. Maybe we're a little aggressive in our build out <laughs> plan here when they did that. I'm like, oh, this one's doing okay, but this one over here. Yeah, it's going to be check cashing and uh, auto parts pretty soon. You know, that's a death sign. Yeah. Well, I guess the what's uh, why I'm used to the Cincinnati-Columbus drive is the Columbus to Cleveland drive is even more horrific. Yeah. Because we have to go to the northeast side of town, which is oh, way up right, the lake. Right, right, so if anyone right. knows anything about geography, yeah. that is a haul getting up to like a rural Well, my folks were while I lived up in uh, South Euclid, which is... Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know that drive pretty well. Yeah, wow. absolutely. So tell me about shirts. Shirts. 
Okay. Well, right, I went with be... the idea. I, 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 when I, well, I came in here and I go, wow, now that you guys, I own, you know, I, 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 I'm i a patron. I own several shirts. I should, probably should have worn one of the ones you guys sell, but um, yeah, I've got some Etsy stuff. Nice I've got shirt, some, yeah, yeah nice cotton. <laughs> but but how do you get, you guys, who comes up with this stuff? Because I like the Fiona thing. That's got to be like a gold mine for you guys. Yeah. Well, we try to put ourselves in the right spot at the right time. And I mm-hmm. guess, uh, I mean, yeah, at first I think we considered it luck, but after a while we're kind of like, you know what? Maybe we're actually getting good at this. Maybe we actually realize, hey, that right there needs to be on a T-shirt. Yeah, People right? are going to go nuts for it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just kind of keeping our eye on social media, seeing the number of shares a post gets or whatnot. Or, uh, I mean, we have this little Cincy Shirts army out there on Twitter that's mm-hmm. always uh, alerting us. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Uh, the hot trends. Yeah. It's like, oh, you guys need to put this on our shirt. And, you know, a lot of times we're just hanging out with our family or whatnot. And then, oh. Time to clock in. Yeah, but we that's the thing. I, 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 I kind of stalk you guys, too. See, I've got that one there, the Pete and Ken and Joe and Tony, Johnny, David. I got that, yeah. that shirt on open guy. I, I look at this and go, wow, the ideas are simple, but they're so clever. It, it, like, it, if you're Cincinnati and it screams at you, is that the deal? Is like, if you're not from Cincinnati, you don't get the shirts? Yeah, which, we need to be better at that because we are getting a lot of tourists coming in. People mm-hmm. just want a shirt that says the Queen City or, hey, Flying I just pigs. want something that says Cincinnati. Yeah. And we, we've avoided all the all the... The, the paddle boats and the flying pigs yeah, and, yeah. The, mm-hmm. and not by not by choice but I guess we've just been interested in kind of what people in Cincinnati are interested right. in yeah that so, makes sense well yeah but that's your base so I get that it's like yeah. our thing at LW is has always been it should make sense to people who don't live outside of Cincinnati I mean we have this huge you know this is old school obviously we have this huge signal and when I was in at night we 38 states half of Canada I mean you know yeah. massive signal right yep but we were so hyper local. That if you're driving through, it's like, okay, I kind of get it. But, you know, if Gary was doing a bit about all my Bengals, would that make sense well, to somebody was, from Philly? That no, was the thing, right? Well, a uh, little uh, peek behind the curtain when Gary was syndicated, of course, and we do all my Bengals, they would pull that and then the syndicated stations would get a rerun of another bit. Right, right. So, yeah, or, and some of the uh, Earl Pitts when it was syndicated, some stations didn't have the rights to it. Yep. So we'd run a fake spot instead right. or a parody song or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. But uh, now that you mentioned it, it is kind of weird that LW, I think, is still one of the few stations where the, the whole day is local. We're Even one, I think we're the only one at this point. Sister station like, TAM yeah. in Cleveland, also the big one. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, they run, I think, Rush Limbaugh during yeah, the day. They have uh, local mornings. Hannity, I and think then they right. have the... the, the Mr. Trevisano. Mr. No Trevisano, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trevisano. <laughs> yeah, but he sounds like Cleveland, right? You he know, does. That guy going, yeah, yeah. And that's what that's that's the... You know, whether it's TAM or us, it's like we sound like Cincinnati. That's true, you yeah. Um, and, but that's key. That's key to your success. And that's why where you guys come back in, you know, with the Cincy shirts. Yeah, you're going to have, oh, I want a Cincy shirt. Well, I can get the Cincinnati AF shirt or something that says Cincinnati. But, you know... Who's going to get the Fiona reference or the Jockstrap Ohio? Or, you know, I mean, the, the Hootie 14K shirt, right? It's like yeah. somebody outside of, of Cincy or Southwest Ohio isn't going to know what that means. But that's cool. Yeah, yeah it makes it maybe what a, yeah. want to figure out what it is. Don't overthink know, this guy. But your guys' success, um, like I said, I've been a fan because I remember being down a few years ago over the Rhine and you guys opened your shop down there. I'm like, that's pretty ballsy, man. You got a brick and mortar shirt selling. You got to sell a lot of t-shirts to make this thing pop because you got a nut every month. I'm like, that's pretty aggressive. And I saw some of the shirts. I'm like, they're really good. But you know, you wonder in your head, going, okay, we've got a storefront. Now you could have a good product, but at the yeah. same time, you still have a, you know, you got to pay your your rent, right? Yeah. And then you guys turn this into this, this thing's a monster. Our goal uh, every day, we were like, sell ten shirts. That's it. Ten, <laughs> ten shirts a day. And, you know, we might not get it on Monday or Tuesday, but maybe right. Wednesday we'll make a Big order or something 15. like that, right? And now you're doing 10 a minute. Yeah, I mean, so. I'd be calling the, uh, you know, whoever's working, what are we up to? Mm-hmm. But, you know, now we can see all the sales online and whatnot. And Which they, is awesome, uh, right? And so this dream became reality, and it's, you know, PF's doing You yeah. guys are coming up with a t-shirt concept. But, exactly. you know, in a way, I mean, what you guys come up with from a, a comedy perspective or a content perspective anyway is, okay, we're going to do this thing. You have no idea if it's going to work or it's going to pop. And then yeah. you put it on a shirt. I mean, hell, I talk about it. The words evaporate in the thin air, and if it doesn't, I'm on to something else. I don't lose anything. You guys, you've got, you know, you've got material you're printing on. You've got yeah. your screening costs, your mar- all that stuff as well. well we try so to keep, kind of a gamble. Try to keep uh, cool. ideas online, and then if, you know, then we, we can test the barometer there. And before we, you know, print a bunch for our stores and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, see what's like going on. Good thing. We'll I mean, we, that, we've uh, had hot data. shirts before, but this hippo, I mean. Oh, it's blowing up for everybody. 50,000 yeah. pieces, with like from... You know, the, the leggings to the shirts to right. whatever. And you're shipping it all over the country, all over the world? Yeah. Right. Somebody uh, somebody said they were wearing theirs in Manhattan the other day, walked uh, one block and had two people call out Fiona because of the, the shirt. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so, we ever worked in the warehouse over Christmas. Uh, we had a lot of overseas. I'm talking like proper overseas, like the UAE and Ireland and England. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Boy, when Fiona's reps get a hold of this, so you're going to shut right. you guys down in her. <laughs> oh, yeah. She yeah, could be one of those uh, e-entertainment show. You know, the the the, uh, the uh, what the the child actor that gets you know hooked yeah. on drugs or something like that at this point <laughs> because her. You know, she peaked too soon. Poor Fiona got lost. I know, her. and she lost her dad. I know, it's yeah. horrible. There's That's all right. these uh, That's stories right, right. that people can pull yeah, from. Yeah, it's like a former to. Disney star. Behind, That's what behind this the music. Is, uh, right, right, well, right. Well, she is a Disney star. Her mom was uh, born at oh, Disney's right. Animal Kingdom. That's right. Oh, my God. That's so she's right. A, she's a Disney princess. you got a whole thing going on here. Yeah, yeah right? When she falls from grace. So make the money now, I guess, is the point here. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Well, we're hoping she's going to be like uh, Shamu was to SeaWorld. No, seriously, the face of You're the, right. uh, the zoo. And it's, it's, it's so good for Thane way. and the zoo, too. It's because crossed. they had a Harambe thing, which yeah, yeah. So you guys took your liberties with, but God. that played out. Well, and no, now we actually had a, an agreement with the zoo two years before Fiona because, you know, we're doing all this Googling and looking for, uh, you know, vintage Cincinnati stuff. A lot of the stuff was old zoo posters or, uh, yeah. you know, like the, the opera and the summer uh, fets or whatever. They had all these like crazy things that the with the zoo throughout the years. So that's when we approached them and, you know, like, hey, we, we'd like to, you know, just make a section of shirts based on, you know, your old signage. Yeah, right. Um, Which is cool. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously we knew Harambe came around. We, you know, couldn't touch that. But then once once we saw Fiona, we're like, okay, uh-huh. I think this is an opportunity that we need to put our yeah. little agreement to work here. And right. Which is good. Right? Yeah, that's kind of sucked. Probably that time you had an agreement. It's like, oh, Harambe's comedy gold. But, you know, you can't oh, yeah. really do too much with it because you got an agreement. Yeah, so exactly. I get that. Well, I think maybe that, that worked out because my daughter and I work events now. We'll always uh, have a bet with each other how many people will say, you have any Harambe shirts? And, yeah, yeah, right. And if I'm not working it and she's working, she'll, she'll text each other and say, oh, that's first awesome. Harambe. And we were setting up somewhere. Yeah. We hadn't even set up yet. We were pulling the carts in, <laughs> opening it up, and someone's like, you got any Harambe shirts? And I texted my daughter. She's like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> that's at, at, the, at the parade, uh, we walked with the zoo. And, you yeah. know, they had the big, you know, Fiona walking around. They said throughout that whole route of the parade, they only heard one Harambe. So I think that's a victory. Yeah, itself. but you know, when yeah. you think about it, we are known more for our animals living and dead than anything else you know, around the world, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, baseball, football teams are eh. But man, our zoo, we're killing it. Well, <laughs> second oldest zoo in the country. Yeah. Well, you know what? For, I'm tired of living in the shadows of uh, Columbus, right? I mean, for years, it's always been about the Columbus Zoo and, you know, Jack Hanna up there. And now it's about yeah. the uh, Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah. So I think, oddly enough, Ohio, the capital of zoos, apparently. Yeah, I, I guess uh, Cleveland has a nice zoo too. Yeah, it's a nice zoo. Nice, nice rainforest yeah. up there, yeah. right? Yeah, so that's true. Kids, kids if you're Toledo traveling. Zoo. I remember taking my kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think um, Youngstown had a zoo, did it? No, they had Idora Park. Oh God, yes, yeah, right. Remember that? We had a dog named Idora because my parents found really? it running around at Idora Park. No way. And brought it home and called it Idora. No. I had to go there really? with my cousins mm-hmm. and uh, kids. are not not trying to have T-shirts, but I will mention at our old school, our sibling site, we do have an Idora Park T-shirt. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, we that's had a school. Wildcat T-shirt. No kidding. Yeah, which we, it's probably somewhere in the designs. Jogga Lake or was that? That's uh, Idora. It was, it was Idora a Park, poster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You find the, um, the the retro stuff, like you're wearing the Sohio T-shirt. Now, yeah, I'm old enough to remember Sohio, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, because it's like, oh, man, I haven't seen that. It's just the logo, right, that that people go, oh, so you have this vivid memory of childhood, and, yep. you know, you bring that back, yeah. so it's... That's what a lot of the business is, yeah. It's like PTSD in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati uh, PTSD. Well, yeah, yeah. well, you got the hoodie shirt, right? Mostly yeah. WKRP in Cincinnati, which they just started rerunning those. Yes, I think, on, on TV, TV or yeah. whatever, right? Bicycle playing cards. A lot of these are. Or check this out. We found at a uh, antique mall. What do we got here? This is radio. Let me hold it on our podcast. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take a picture. Oh of it. my god! It's a collection of uh, matchbooks. Where do you find all, this? All of the uh, nudie bars oh in uh, Northern god. Kentucky. This is brilliant. Our uh, product manager uh, Billy Devore. He just found it at a uh, look at that Beverly Hills Supper Club. Oh yeah! Wow. Uh, brass asses. That on is there. why. That is why kids. Spankies. When you hear a fire alarm, you leave the building. Yeah, exactly. Trust too. Me, and so. I, and the, the irony they said, irony that's a matchbook. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, oh yeah. Think about that. Um, yeah, pretty gory. Oh, wow, this that. is so cool. Yeah, there's like. And here's the thing, right? Is you, know, you go back in the day, and this is from what the 1970s, probably. Yeah, most um, of those. Yeah, or earlier. And like you had naked women on matchbook covers today. Yeah, nipple shuts down all network television. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. That is cool. That's We're not even allowed having you like your logo on Matchbook covers, are you? Yeah, you can't Isn't even give matches away anymore. Remember they, like all the, remember the swag they give you in college, and you go to bar night and they yeah. hand you like 
you know, posters and yeah, you can't even do that anymore. So what, if you like get a DUI, then they're going to blame the bar for letting you right. leave or something. Yeah, I wonder what happens now. I mean, you guys are on the Dang. cusp of, of popular culture and, and trends and, and all that stuff too. It's like, where does this all go? I mean, how much more tighter can our asses get? You know, you were supposed to have. It's scary. You're always supposed to go. Yeah, when I was a kid, you know, when they had these good stories, and then your kids top the stories or whatever, and now kids are like. I don't get yeah. it. They, they don't have anything good well, going on. They don't want to ride bikes. They don't want to they drive wanna, cars. Well, it's like this whole, you know, not to drag, drag the conversation down, but like the, I had a problem, I was talking about the show with the, with the protests over gun violence, regardless where you stand on guns and the issue, that's not the point. It's, these kids are actually asking permission of the schools to walk out and protest. And if the school gives you permission, that's not a protest. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, same thing at my daughter's school. <laughs> right? It's yeah, like, what, well, what are we doing here, right? Kids are, oh, we're going to do a senior prank. Is it okay if we take toilet paper and put it on the cars? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you just do it and get yeah. in trouble and then do the detention and, you know, yeah, you grease rebel. up that pig and let it go. Yeah, right. Sort, exactly, right? Sort it out. Be yeah. afraid of getting in trouble and it's going to ruin my college record. Well, to give you an idea of how, like, because it reminded me looking oh. at the Matchbook cover, here. I was interviewing a, a comedian for my podcast. His name is Paul Mercurio, and he was telling the yeah. story about uh, when he was a kid uh, at the boys' club there in uh, Rhode Island mm-hmm. to take swimming lessons. Boys swam naked. Nice. Yeah, and this was a th- I looked this and this was a thing all the way up until the early seventies, and I'm like, what? And I was swam at the YMCA when I was a kid, and I called my local Y, and I said. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember having to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. But I asked him, said, how come we didn't do that? And, and thankfully, and he said, well, we had a new filtration system installed in, a, in the 60s. And the reason was is that the filters, they thought that the fibers from the bathing suit would clog, clog the, the filters. filters. Although didn't st- the girls had to wear uh, provided tank suits that were made out of some material that wouldn't. So gotcha. Why wouldn't they give those to the guy guys? Guys, really sure, but junk hanging out. It was perfectly normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back in the day, it's like that one thought. Yeah, so when it wasn't a problem and, either. And in a way, with all this nudity being pervasive in some parts of our culture and other parts of our culture, you know, like you said, how, mm-hmm. how much tighter can our butts get? Well, the thing is, right? You listen to like like classic rock or something, and all these songs are now edited out if they say bad words in them. But back in the, in the idea yeah. is we got to protect kids from that. It's like, well, wait a minute. We didn't turn out to be serial killers. Why would we think our kids can't handle yeah, that kind of stuff, a, too? It's like, why, why are you editing out, you know, hell and damn? And, you know, I, I just I don't understand where this is all going. Yeah. And I sound the, like a bitter old man, don't I? I <laughs> what was the controversy? A couple of, uh, what was the song everyone was talking about? Where they threw, uh, it's a classic rock song. I know Oliver's Army falls into that category, too. Yeah. Because of what they used to call Liverpudlians in, right, uh, right. in England. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts now. What song it was where people were... Saying we should edit that word out, or they don't. They, they yeah, it's offensive. This is yeah. offensive, and yeah, it's like well, thirty years ago, the song was no, nobody was corrupted yeah, by yeah. this. And... Uh, dire Straits, money for nothing. Yeah, right, that's what it is. right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, because right, that's right, well, first of all, he's yeah. a character in the song. Yeah, and he's making fun of how dumb these dumb guys these were in the appliance store right, that were right. saying all this stuff, and right. it was like comedy gold. And he ran home and wrote down the lyrics. Mark right. Knopfler did, but then the pe- yeah, yeah, they'll bleep it out. Now, right, right. Which is yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand this. Yeah, because back then it was fine, and whatever. I don't know. Yeah, big hit record. And, Maybe it'll all come back the other way. We'll just all we'll walk around well, naked say, and go to supper clubs and smoke. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they, say, they say it all swings back. It all swings the other way, doesn't it, though? Yep. That's awesome. Though. <laughs> all right. So uh, at the end of every episode, uh, we yep. invite the guests to pick a promo code because then people listening can get a 20% off uh, their order at uh, Cincy Shirts or for those listening out of town or have been to Cincinnati and other cities at oldschoolshirts.com. Gotcha. So uh, here's Darren to explain more. Darren? <laughs> Yeah, all you got to do is just uh, shout out a phrase, a uh, single word, whatever. Promo code yours. Okay, ready? Yep. Naked. All right. How's that? Because I'm looking at the naked <laughs> matchbook covers here, too. All right. So if you come um, into the Hyde Park store and you say naked, can they also get a peek at the nudie matchbooks? Ooh, maybe. We might have to keep those behind a curtain, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, like NC-17, yeah. yeah. Right, right <laughs> like the Playboys where they put the, you know, down in the, the back yeah. of the... Back room of the video store. Right, exactly. There you go. How about naked? All right. Naked. naked is there it is. All very right. clever. Cool. And well. for those listening, if you go to the blog page of the CincyShirts.com website, I'll have a picture of the uh, matchbook cover oh. we're talking about. Oh, there you go. It's, it's a free a, peek. It's a sight to see, and I'll, sure, I'll be sure to pixelate out. You may be sh- yeah, you may be shut down for, for a porn site or something <laughs> yeah, like that. If there you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sell some shirts. Good. All right. Mikey. Well, thanks, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Nice seeing you. I mean, here's the yeah. time I was talking to PF, Darren, and then said, you know, we went to school together, and, you know, we've been in town. You've been in town for a long time. We've never run into each other. Yeah, so well, he says he knows everybody. He does know everybody. He's the man. He did in school too. There you go. You call yeah, him the mayor awesome. of BG well, for a reason. I think by the time Gary had wrapped up, you would 
just moved here. Yes, yeah, so I remember being on the sixth floor, like in Mount Adams, and running in. But I don't think yeah, I yeah. ran in. Yeah, and I'd see Rob almost every day for a while. Too, yeah, yeah. And, stuff like and that, I only came but, up you know. to the Mount uh, a couple of times like, for sports or consequences. Gotcha. And by then, usually, I was yeah, usually I was going we worked. On we usually worked remotely. Yes, right. Fact, right. Faxed in our scripts. <laughs> faxed it in. Yes. Faxed, awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, it was good times. So it was good to see you. Yeah, great. Good, good to meet you, buddy. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thanks. Appreciate it. And congrats on your success too. Oh, I'm thanks, man. Big fan. And and for people who want to listen to your show, you're on. What, uh, 10 to 1? Yeah, 9, nine to noon nine on to 700 noon. WW or uh, iHeartRadio. I was going to say, app too, an well, application so. on your telephone for that problem. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Great. All right, well, thanks, Scott. Thanks, man, appreciate it. All right. Sloney, I was about to ask about the other things he's involved in. He mentioned doing some home improvement and contracting work, and I wanted to ask him about that, but then we got sidetracked, and I was about to ask him again. He turned it around on us like a good talk show host and asked asking us about shirts and our business and things like that. Well played, Sloney. But uh, you can catch his show weekdays on 700WLW from 9 a.m. until noon over the air, online, or via the iHeartRadio application on your telephone. Today's show is produced by me with some help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing, who are from Philadelphia. You can find them on Facebook, and of course you can find that song on iTunes or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage tees from Philadelphia and other great cities like Cleveland, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Portland, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. We just added some new designs to Philadelphia, Houston, Indianapolis, and Manhattan, so check those out. And in case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is NAKED, as uh, chosen by Sloney. And that's good at both Cincy Shirts com as well as OldSchoolShirts.com. You get 20% off your entire order with that. And again, if you're in the Cincinnati area, stop by one of our stores. We are in Over the Rhine at 1301 Main. We just moved down the street to that location, so stop by and say hi. We're just a block from the uh, streetcar now. We're also in Hyde Park on Observatory at the corner of Edwards Road, a block from the square. Loveland coming soon. The contractors say we can start moving in June 5th. Darren thinks it's more like June 15th. We'll be like all set, open, and ready to go. Uh, so look for us. We'll keep you posted, of course, on the podcast and on the website. And, you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And we will keep you posted. Uh, we're going to be neighbors of Montgomery Cyclery and the Plaid Record Store, if you're familiar with that there, in historic downtown Loveland. So come by and say hi this summer when we're open. Uh, in the meantime, download or stream us next time. Bye. Bye.